Hello and welcome to the next in our Cheltenham Festival Racing Podblast episodes with me, Tony McCormick, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. Welcome along, everyone, and uh, thank you for your feedback on the podcast over the last uh, couple of months. It's uh, much appreciated. Thank you for listening. It's the Queen Mother Champion Chase comes under fo- coming under focus this week, set to be run on day two of the 2023 Cheltenham Festival, Wednesday the 15th of March. But uh, before we get stuck into that, it was the Dublin Racing Festival last weekend, and we've uh, both got a horse or a couple of horses that caught our eyes with the festival in mind, Ben, can you start us off with that? And Tony, um, before I get into a, a specific horse from last weekend, I've got some doubling racing festival, Cheltenham Festival stats to share. Um, and if you look at horses that won at the Dublin Racing Festival and then came on to run in a grade one hurdle or bumper at the Cheltenham Festival uh, over no further than two mile five furlongs, uh, you get stats of 12 winners from 23 runners, which is a 52% strike rate. Over 38 points profit. One in place, they are 16 from 23 for a 70% strike rate. So it's a solid little angle or pointer uh, that's building up nicely there. And it brings me on to my horse to follow from the DRF. And that would be Il Ite Dump, who won the Tartarsol's Novice Hurdle, a race formerly known as the Delight Hurdle. And this race has long, long been a, a rich source of Cheltenham festival winners, Tony, and the likes of Sir Gerhard, Appreciate It, Classical Dream, Sam Crow, Vatour, Champagne Fever, to name but a few, all of them won the delight and then went on to win at the following month's Channel Festival. Indeed, I think it has to be one of the best races for future Channel Festival winners anywhere. You've got the likes of Nichols Canyon, Beneficent, and for Paddy the Plasterer, they all won the delight, didn't quite manage to back it up by winning at that year's festival, but they did manage to win at future Cheltenham festivals. So it's just been a breeding ground of immediate and future Cheltenham winners. And Il Ete Tomp is absolutely one I want to be taking out of this year's DRF uh, for this year's Cheltenham festival, and most likely uh, future festivals as well. Um, A lot has been made of Facile Vega's misfire in the race, but that in no way should detract from the performance of the winner, who I think is a very classy horse. Uh, I'd also give a brief word on Pied Piper, who I put up at big races and our champion, at uh, big prices in our champion hurdle pod blast. Much more like it from the five-year-old when running fourth in the Irish champion hurdle on Sunday. Travelled and jumped smoothly for most of the race, which was notable because I'm pretty sure he prefers a more testing track. Uh, he's won from 13, three places on flat or slightly undulating tracks compared to five from seven, one place on undulating or very undulating tracks such as Cheltenham. So I remain hopeful of him outrunning his odds in the champion hurdle next month. Uh, good old Pied Piper. Um, what you got for us, Tony, from the DRF? Good stuff there, Ben. Uh, all fingers crossed for uh, Pied Piper as well. Good. Uh, it was a good run, wasn't it? It was a good run by Pied Piper. Mine's from the... Yep. Uh, it's one race, the Mayor's 
handicap hurdle. Uh, it was won by Ballyborn Belter, Simon Torrens in the saddle for Liz Doyle uh, in the colours of J.P. McManus. Historic Racons was second for trainer Willie Mullins, jockey Paul Townend at 15-2. to two. Bantown Girl was third, Liberty Dance, the favourite uh, Mount of Davy Russell, Gordon Elliott in the saddle. Liberty Dance was fourth. Uh, the front four... Pulled seven lengths clear, the rest of the 22-runner field. Pulling away as as the race was finishing as well. There was nothing closing at all after the last. Uh, if those four turn up at Cheltenham, give them a look, have a look, uh, gauge the race conditions. I'm not saying back them blindly or anything, but have a look at the opposition as well, make your own mind up. But one I am interested in uh, for the Mayor's Novice hurdle. We've got Lucia. Uh, Nikki Henderson is the three to one favourite with Ashrod Diamond, who won the Mayor's Novice hurdle for trainer Willie Mullins at the DRF. Now that's gone in as favourite, uh, joint favourite with Nikki Henderson's Lucia. The runners from the Mayor's handicap hurdle, which is the race I'm singling out here, uh, have a better record in the Mayor's Novice hurdle at the Cheltenham Festival than those running well in the Mayor's Novices hurdle at the Dublin Racing Festival. Now, second place, historic Recons ran a cracker on just her second career start. 16 to 1 at the moment for the Mayor's Novices hurdle. 16 to 1 looking a little big for a couple of firms, non runner, no bet. On the race, tell me something, girl. Finished third of twenty runners, beaten three and a half lengths in this race in 2021 before winning the Mayor's Novices. Twelve months earlier, Concertista uh, finished third of 27 in the race before winning the Mayor's Novices at the Cheltenham Festival. Now we're on historic Recons, who's just finished second of 22 runners, beaten two lengths behind Ballyborn Belter and. Uh, the race comments, in race comments, in touch with leaders, hampered by a faller and lost ground at the fifth. Headway to challenge when pushed along before the last. A bit short of room at the last. Soon ridden, kept on well, went second, but held towards the finish. Jockey, which was Paul Townend, said the mare was badly impeded at the last hurdle. So, uh, historic recons. Uh, lost by two lengths in the end, but can come on for just the second run of her career. I do believe that Liberty Dance is, will also go for the Mayor's Hurdle as well, uh, Mayor Novice's Hurdle, uh, but uh, and that looks too big as well at 14 to 1 if you're interested. But I'll be more interested in historic recons. Uh, ben from the Dublin Racing Festival. So that's our eye catchers from the DRF. Uh, and we'll now turn our attention to the Queen Mother Champion Chase. Ben, you've got some trends for the listeners. Yeah, some Queen Mother Champion Chase trends. Um, a decent enough race on the trends front. And the following four are a selection of what I have plugged into my database. Um, 15 of the last 15 Queen Mother winners were returning off a break of 31 to 100 days. 15 of 15 ran in a grade 1 or grade 2 non-handicap chase last time out. Uh, 15 of the last 15 recorded their last win in a grade 1 or grade 2 non-handicap chase. And 14 of 15 had previously won at grade 1 level. I also looked at fall and non-completed starts of the previous winners and I noted that 12 of the last 15 were yet to record a fall on any of their UK or either starts and 14 of 15 had no more than one fall on their CV. So naturally you're wanting 
uh, clean jumpers in this race. And 12 of the last 15 also had no more than one non-completed start on their CV before landing the Queen Mother. There's potential for it to be a relatively small field this year in the race. Um, I suspect most of the main players will pass the trends, but you know that is what it is. Nothing we can do about that. Um, but those are the trends that I'd be looking at for the race. Uh, Tony, you got some key race info for listeners? Yeah, not as many as last week, Ben. Uh, key races for horses that can go on to hit the frame is the Game Spirit, the Grade 2 run at Newbury, uh, and it's coming up on Saturday, I do believe. So keep your eye on, on that one. And, of course, the main race is the Grade 1 Clarence House which was uh, moved to Cheltenham recently. Edited Dejik uh, winning the race. Edward Stone in second. Nergamine in third. Looking at the last eight winners here, Ben, the uh, five, there's five GB trainers have won it. Nicky Henderson leads Paul Nichols 3-2. to two. Henry de Bromhead with Special Tiara and two years ago with Put the Kettle On. Twelve months ago with uh, the Willie Mullins trained Nergamine, of course. 2015, Dodging Bullet had previously won the Clarence House in January. 2016, Sprinter Sacra won the Desert Orchid Chase uh, over Christmas at Kempton. 2017, Special Tiara, fifth in the Clarence House before winning the Queen Mother. 2018 and 2019, Altior won the Game Spirit, a race coming up on Saturday uh, before going on to win the Queen Mother Champion Chase. And 12 months ago, uh, Nergamine finished second of four in the Clarence House, one length the drift of Shiskin. Uh, and of course, the Nergamines finished third in the Clarence House this year. Now, I'm planning to give uh, an Nergamine the benefit of the doubt. Mullins said of the uh, beaten uh, when he finished third last time out, it was his first time going to England and jumping the new white fences, even though he'd jumped them at home and he just balked at the first. It was definitely a useful exercise. And Mullins also taken confidence from his stable jockey Paul Townend's reaction to the performance. He added that Paul was very keen on him after the race and said come March he wouldn't swap him for the two that finished in front of him. Guardrails, by the way, takeoff boards and top boards on British uh, British race courses. The obstacles switched from orange to white last year after research showed white increased contrast and visibility for horses leading to improved jumping performance. Well, obviously that didn't work for Energamine, did it? Because he balked at the first. So, But I'm uh, planning to give him the benefit of the doubt, Energamine, Ben. Um, yeah, I, I, he was definitely a bit sticky in the jumping department last time out in the Clarence House chase. I'm not sold on the, the colour issue of the the boards or whatever. No, um, no, no, I actually, you're right. I, I actually thought it was possibly caused, the sticky jumping was caused by Paul Townend uh, keeping a tight rein on him when the horse clearly wanted to go a bit quicker than the jockey would allow. Now that race was, uh, the Clarence House, a bit slow in the figures and it was possibly just a case of the race not being run to suit in Ergamine. And I can see the dilemma they have now as editor du Jeet who we'll come to in a bit, uh, is very much a front-runner. And if Townend gets into a battle with that one, it will probably harm both their chances. But if he doesn't let Energamine race a bit more freely, then his jumping gets sticky and also allows Editor Dujit to dictate things at his leisure, which then firmly brings him into play. So I think the best option for Mullins in this race, and I've got a theory here, Tony, the best option may be to actually run Shakan Pursois as a bit of a spoiler. Mm. Let him ping away out front, 
burn out Edar Dujit while Townend sits just off them on an Ergamine and picks up the pieces late in the day. A shack on he won't stay the Ryanair chip. His breathing and his effort at Thurles last time out, it very, very much tells us that. He probably doesn't have the legs for a champion chase anymore, so... If Mullins can persuade Rich Ritchie to run Shaq on Poursois as a spoiler, I feel that significantly enhances Energumine's chances. If they don't, then I think Townend, who I assume is going to ride him, as you say, you won't swap him, I feel Townend's going to have a bit of a tactical dilemma in this race about where to place Energumine to his best advantage and not get into a battle with the Moor horse. So yeah, I'm... I'm not sure where I sit with an argument right now, Tony. Um, but staying with the Clarence House chase, we have Edward Stone, who he's roughly 74 second favourite for the Queen Mother. Um, Alan King said he's a small setback in the recent couple of days for Edward Stone, but it's not going to impact his warm-up for Cheltenham, so we'll take it all as good with Edward Stone right now. Um, now, I again, I think they got a tactics bang wrong with Edward Stone in a Clarence House chase, they need to ride him closer to the pace as hold him, holding him up out the back, it makes his jump in very scrappy and it just puts him out of his ground far too much. Um, he had to use too much pedal at a vital stage of the Clarence House to try and close down Editor Dujit. Um, and he had just been given the run of things out front, that one, Edward Dujit. Now, had Edward Stone been ridden closer to the pace, I feel he would have won the Clarence House relatively comfortably, uh, very comfortably, in fact, the way he did move up to make the challenge after the last. So he's another way they need to tweak the tactics a little bit, Tony. Um, mm. Out the back, held it up. It's a difficult, difficult place to be winning a Queen Mother from. And yeah. for me, Edward Stone himself, better horse when he's able to sit and track the pace. Hopefully they've learned from that, from his last two starts, both of which he raced and held up position, both of which he didn't win. So again, Tactics are the key for me with Edward Stone, Tony. Definitely, definitely. I've got very little to to add to that, Ben, because you, you've more or less said it was Edward Stone, convincing winner of the Arkel last year. Uh, just disappointed, Ben, that he, that was his best chance of winning the Clarence House because of the failings of an ergamine. And he failed. He failed to take his chance. He failed to get past Editor Dijik. And uh, just so disappointing. And uh, yeah, as you say, They've got to get the tactics right come March. And, uh, well, if he does it, it's going to be a fascinating, absolutely fascinating renewal. Going on to editor Dejik, uh, love him to bits, but uh, he's not for me, I'm afraid. He's still rated £10 inferior to the two market leaders. I think the tables will be very, very strongly turned in March. And I think both jockeys will be on to Houlihan's tactics this time. I don't think he'll uh, get anywhere. Yeah, no, it's the, the figures do suggest that Editor Dujit, um, he was able to control the Clarence House chase at his own leisure and tempo off the front end. No, I don't want to take anything away from the performance or the ride by Niall Houlihan. Um, yeah, yeah, he absolutely. Rode race, you know, he rode the race perfectly under the circumstances that were presented to him. Perfect ride. Full credit, um, but I still like you. I'm not convinced he's a full-on Queen Mother player. Um, he deserves to be in the mix, absolutely. Um, if he would get his prime conditions come March, which are two mile three or less, and returning off a break of 75 days or less, he's six from nine, one place under those conditions. But I'm not fully convinced. Um, he's the Queen Mother champion chase winner and waiting. It's a tactics are going to be the key. If he now. 
they surely can't let him run on his own out front. It would be crazy. That brings him right into the game. Um, it's what they do with Energamine. That's the interesting one. I mean, will Shaq answer so? Poor Swabi allowed to be a spoiler. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. I mean, guessing there, but I genuinely think they they can't take on editor Dujit with a horse they want to win the race with because that will break both of them. Definitely, um, definitely. So obviously, market leaders, Tony. I I'm actually leaning towards Edward Stone. Um, I think he he has the least tactical questions to answer, providing they sit him closer to the pace than they have on their last two starts. Um, sit him out the back, I don't think they're winning it. Sit him just behind the leaders, I think he's he's who I'm the most keen on, Edward Stone. Um, I don't know about you, who, who are you most keen on from the three? Energamine for me, Energamine definitely uh, giving them the benefit of the doubt. What, what I will say, Ben, about um, editor Dijic is... If he was around eight or nine or ten to one, I'd be putting up as the each way. Five to one is absolutely ridiculous price for editor Dijic. Personally, I think five to one behind Energamine and Edward Stone. I don't know about you, Ben. No, no, I know what you mean. He's he has been given the ben, the, the run of the race in the last two. Um, he absolutely has, and surely that cannot happen again in the Queen Mother. No, none of his opponents can go. Yeah, we'll just let him go out front on his own again. Yeah, that 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 then, if that happens, Edward Dijic could win the Queen Mother, and they surely can't let that happen. They yes. can't. Edward Agreed. Stone. They can't give the Edward Stone guys can't give him as much rope, and they need. Come on, Shakampur Swas spoils the party, and it brings the other two into play. Yeah. That's my call. Get on, get on at Mullins. I'll send another email to him. <laughs> yes. Um, see what happens. He's not replying anyway, to outside, mine anyway. So <laughs> no, no, no. He's he's blanking us, Tony. Um, yeah. But outsiders, who you got for outsiders? I have it's uh, twenty-five to one. Very quickly, Noob Negra. Uh, obviously, we we always hear about how much the Skeletons love him, how much Dan Skelton loves him, how much Harry Skelton loves him, how much uh, the uh, the cat at the stable loves Noob Negra. <laughs> Uh, didn't make the race 12 months ago because of the ground. Second, the year before, you know, beaten just half a length behind, put the kettle on. But, uh, yeah, I think at 25 to 1, he's more of an interest at an each-way price, and you could get uh, four places with some firms. Uh, and there's uh, one that we both agree on, Ben, Blue Lord. Uh, uh, each way, if he does run, happy to give him the benefit of the doubt from the Dublin Racing Festival. Third in the Arkle behind Edward Stone 12 months ago. 11 months, uh, eleven lengths winner of a Grade 1 chase at uh, Leopardstown over Christmas. I'd be interested. Blue Lord turns up, interested in him at an each way price is around 12 to 1 with some firms uh, but if he doesn't go if he goes to the Ryanair noob negra for me Ben yeah it's not it's not easy at all to land on one with a solid outside chance in this um, as you say I think if there is one it's maybe been a bit of an overreaction to it was Blue Lord's defeat at Leperstown on Sunday agreed um, yeah. he's out to around 9 to 1 he's even 12 to 1 in a place I noticed um I actually just wonder if the ground was maybe riding a bit on the quick side for him in the Dublin chase. Uh, the Times suggested it was riding closer to good uh, than it was to the official yielding. And most of Blue Lord's wins, and indeed his runs, um, most of them have come on at least good to soft, often softer. Um, I think the ground's a feasible reason for his below-par run. If you get some level of cut underfoot at Cheltenham, 
I could see him bouncing back. Um, he's a very solid chasing CV. He's six wins from eight, and he was second and third on the two he didn't win. Three of those wins coming at grade one level. So it's a potential outside of interest for me, um, or more of one of interest outside of the top three, anyway. Um, although I say Mullins has floated out suggesting that the Ryanair is still a potential for Blue Lord. Um, overall, I think it's a tricky one to make an outside play in as the front two look strong and are potentially quite far ahead of the rest of the field. But yeah, Blue Lord, I think it's an overreaction to what happened on Sunday. So he's one I'm mildly interested in, don't I? Good stuff, good stuff. Thank you very much, Ben. Uh, many thanks for listening to the latest in our Cheltenham Festival Early Look Pod Blast. Remember to join us every Friday for our regular weekly Pod Blast, looking at the main weekend action as well as the latest instalment of our continuing top, middle, and bottom football Trixie battle. Uh, make sure you hit the follow button on Spotify or whatever platform you use to listen to your pods so you don't miss out on any future episodes of the Racing Pod Blast. Thanks very much, Ben. Cheers, Don. Thank you. Thanks for goodbye. Thanks for listening. Cheers now. Mm-hmm.